Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Hey guys, it's your Lady Gang, Becca Tobin, Kelty Knight, and Jack Vanek. Thanks so much for subscribing on iTunes. And thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting the great sponsors who make it possible for us to have this much fun with you for free every week. Well, what is this? Welcome to the Lady Gang. That's amazing. Say that again. The Lady Gang. Things are about to change around here. Each week, we catch up with Hollywood's hottest girl posse, Kelty Knight, Becca Tobin, and Jack Vanek. Hello, hello. We've popped the champagne. We are really excited about this week's episode. Welcome to the Lady Gang. Um, have you guys subscribed yet? If you haven't, I'm really going to come to your house and literally hijack your computer and do Boom. it for you. Becca's getting madder and madder I'm every getting week. really angry. Because you guys are like, when's a new episode coming out? I'm like, Tuesdays. It will just be there on your phone if you're subscribed, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, let me do a little introduction because some of you are listening for the first time. I'm Becca Tobin, um, unemployed actress. And uh, a little fun fact about myself, I cannot fold laundry unless I have lotion on my hands. <laughs> and, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's. It, wow. I have like a, re- it's like nails on a chalkboard. You have to have lotion, moisture. I, I get that. Uh-huh. It's weird. Um, Jack Vanek to my right, CEO, clothing designer of her own brand. Jack Vanek. She's afraid of feet. Across from me is Kelty, who just had to write it on a piece of paper because she's so proud that Are she was voted me, Miss Vogue in high school. She is the insider's top journalist, hottest, top journalist. hottest bod in Hollywood, Kelty you know Knight. You know it. Okay, you guys. We have a really exciting show. This is so cool. But before we do anything, I have to tell you guys, go over to our Instagram, <laughs> The Lady Gang. Follow us. Jack does actually do an incredible job with it. You don't want to miss it. It's <laughs> fun. You. It's fabulous. It's colorful. It's bold. Twitter, same thing, The Lady Gang. And also, our website is pretty awesome. Stay up to date with everything we're doing. TheLadyGang.com. Yep. And now it's time for... Good week. Yes, it is. Bad week. Oh, no. Okay, Kelty. Okay, here we go. First of all, my good week, I wore a great dress, and I was on the best dress list of only 10 people of Harper's Bazaar magazine. Which, P.S., anyone can get on the what they wore at, like, stylebistro.com. True. But to be on the Harper's Bazaar, super asshole cheek editor, like, picked me yeah, you're I felt top. very exciting that so major. I'm redoing my website with a press section and it will be the first post will it also be on your Instagram profile I already put that on my Instagram profile no, you didn't. what that your best dress on Harper, Harper's Bazaar I had to give well here's the thing Usually the people that, okay, here's what happens in digital journalism is that you make your article and then you post it. And so then you're checking the feedback of your article. So once the article went up, I did a, a small shout out to Harper's Bazaar on my Instagram. I said, thanks Harper's Bazaar for putting no, me on your best dress. No, but we're talking about not, not in your bio. Oh, well, the, oh, I should put it in the bio. No, that's no. what we're oh. making fun of you for. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's a no. Okay, I won't. Oh I'll just God. keep two-time <laughs> Emmy be... nominated. Oh, God. And all other things great about me okay, anyway i was really happy because i've been on a lot of worst dress lists and also these girls have like access to chloe and fancy brands and i was like wearing a dress congratulations miss Fogue. thank you <laughs> um bad week guys i was getting my hair done and this woman came over to me and she was like kelty oh my god it's great to see you it's been so long i had no idea oh, no, who this happens. person was this happens does this happen to anyone else this happens, this to, me happens to me all the time mm-hmm. people are coming up to me and they're like oh my god it's so good to see you and we have like a 15 minute conversation and then it clicks like i knew you from new jersey i knew you from florida like i don't and it's everyone remembers me i don't know who any of you are me neither. I have Bad terrible week. name recognition. God. And can, facial recognition. Can everyone just wear those little things you wear at the high school reunion when it has like your picture and like I your full wanna, name? I wish you could Shazam somebody and be like, how do I know that Invent person? Invent that. I think that's somebody I don't think did. that that can be invented. No, it, anyway, it did. They have like a facial I scanner. have a great invention, what I use. It's called resting bitch face. So even if people know me, they're too afraid to come over and say hi. So there you go. <laughs> Boom. Um, okay. Jack, good week, bad week. Okay, so my good week is uh, one of my new favorite shows is back on and I'm very pumped about it. Did you guys watch Unreal? 
Oh, God. I don't watch it, but I heard about it. It's so good. You only watched Bachelor-themed things on television. (laughs) No, but this is amazing. And I didn't know until, like, a week ago that the lady who created it worked on The Bachelor for, like, Oh, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the whole shit to shebang. So it's, like, real. Yeah. It's unreal real. It's unreal real. But I'm super pumped because they have a black Bachelor, and it's, like, this, like, whole huge thing. Mm. It's pretty exciting. That's not really close to reality now, is it? (laughs) No, it's not. That's very unreal. It is not. Okay, so my Bachelor week is um so our facebook group is popping by the way it's so hot um and some girl made a post recently she's like oh how did everybody hear about the podcast blah 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 and i just like assume that everybody's like a glee super fan and that's the only way anybody hears about the podcast 100 but like there's a couple people that have heard about it because they've been like following my life for a while and i'm like this is so cool yeah so i made a post today and i was like you know, anybody I've met in real life, like, post the picture, like, post a picture of, like, what we've taken together. Uh, it's so embarrassing what I used to look like, guys. <laughs> Did I? I I'm going to post this picture on our Instagram. Jack's kind of extra bad. You had, like, a I carrot had, top hair one, for a minute. Who the hell let me dye my hair orange or green or blue or purple or any of the other things? Also, who let me wear a studded fanny pack at Warp Tour? But look at this picture. What is that hair color? We're going to post this. No, it's This so is going to be posted. What is this hair color? Orange. <laughs> With black bang or black okay. uh, roots. I don't know. It was so bleak. It was really bad. But thank you for everybody that I've met. Also, um, please delete those pictures. Okay. Okay, my good week, not many of you are going to be able to relate to this, but I found out through friends of friends of friends of friends that an ex-boyfriend of mine is engaged. Oh, I love that. That's a good week? It is a good week. Because you know I break up with every boyfriend, and then I'm left feeling horrible. You're never going to find happiness. Like, you're never going to find me again. You're never going to find anything close. He probably didn't, but guess what? He settled. He settled, and he's happy. (laughs) I don't even know this. She's probably a lovely girl. But I actually heard that, and I was like, I care about him a lot. He's a great guy, and... And it just makes me, it t- it's selfish because it takes a little bit of guilt off my conscience. Did you reach out and say, congrats, I'm so happy you're marrying your best friend? I definitely didn't. No, um, he no. still hopes I'm dead, so um, <laughs> I didn't. He doesn't want to hear from me. Okay. But that's happy for me. Okay. Um, bad week is um, we had the sex expert, Sex with Emily Morse, on our podcast. And then we went on hers, and she gave us this amazing book called... Over 200 things you can try uh-huh. tonight. It's yep. called Hot Sex. Yep. Hot Sex, huge, huge, huge on the cover of this beautiful book. Yeah. And then what there's did like you animated try? people on top of each other. I didn't try anything, but I was trying to kill a fly and I needed a magazine. And this thing is not a hardback book. It's yeah. like a big floppy like, but it's magazine. But it's a, it's a big, it's a heavy big book. book. So I'm like taking it out. I'm, it's driving me crazy. I can't kill the fly. I never get it. And I just leave it on the, the, the coffee table because I took it out of a bookshelf where it was like no. discreetly hidden. And then I come home. I know where this is going. And my adorable housekeeper, Mariana, has cleaned my whole house top to bottom. She did an immaculate job as usual. And what do I see on the coffee table? I'm like, that's not my coffee table book. I come, I get closer and it's actually hot sex. She has definitely cleaned underneath the table and then has perfectly positioned hot sex with the rest of my coffee table books and I am mortified and I don't think I can look her in the eye next time she comes what's her name Mariella Mariana maybe she learned Mariana. a few things uh, maybe flipped maybe. around I, I saw hope some she picks. did you know what learned I used I did I gave that book to Chris and I was like pick anything you want and did he and he did and yeah. was, was it the it? reverse cowgirl it wasn't it was hot it was like oh it was this remember it's the striptease and when like oh yeah he made me dress up you anyway. and your stripper oh, naked naked yoga yeah naked stretching anyway, okay well, well Kelty what's coming up I'm so excited from the Beverly Hills Body Institute, Dr. Jamie Schwartz is here, and this is an episode where he's just going to answer all of our questions about injections and getting boob jobs and liposuction and all the things that you're dying to know but too scared to ask. Okay, what's going on? Now, here's the lady gang. We have been wanting to do this episode since Lady Yang was a tiny sperm in the podcast Penis. <laughs> we thought, wouldn't it be so great if we could get you know, like a plastic surgeon, dermatologist in here, and he could, he or she could break down all the different things that we can do to our faces. <laughs> and today, we have the pleasure of being the informative reading rainbow of your future Botox. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're calling this episode, What the Face? Like, WTF. Get you know, it? <laughs> <laughs> That's Becca's idea. Uh, yep. Um, we all have so many questions about all the procedures and what we should be doing to our face. And uh, we're very lucky because we have one of the most popular 
plastic surgeons in Beverly Hills. Dr. Jamie Schwartz is here from the Beverly Hills Body Institute. Nothing is on off limits and uh, get ready to learn everything you've ever wanted to know about your face and your body. And uh, full disclosure, in about a week and a half, <laughs> Dr. Schwartz is going to cool sculpt my double th- skin. <laughs> double skin. My double chin. Now, here's the thing. We know that I, I tried the neck genie. Here on the podcast. Did not work. The neck genie was a bust. Oh my at, God, at I'm sure. $4.95. It did not work. That Amazon purchase so didn't really. We have what, moved what is on. the neck genie? I don't think. Oh God. Do so you the, have it? The neck, I don't have it here. The neck genie is like a little machine. I have a video. You and you basically do like neck push ups. We should talk about that then. Okay. okay. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay. So welcome, Dr. Schwartz. Welcome. It actually doesn't even make any sense. So. I'm going to move. Okay. I'm moving closer. Okay. Um, number one, let's start at the beginning of my life at Cool Sculpting. A lot of people in Hollywood are talking about Cool Sculpting. I have had a couple friends do it. I think it really does work, which is why I'm doing my chin. How does it work? Does it hurt? Can people do it? Because it's relatively inexpensive as far as like plastic surgery stuff goes. Um, cool sculpting, it, it's, it is inexpensive compared to surgeries. It, it really is. And for, for the first time and probably that I can remember, we actually have, we actually have uh, things that do work. You know, cool sculpting does work. It does kill the fat cells in the area, and it really does contour the things that you want to get rid of. And there's no real downtime. There's sometimes some bruising and a little bit of a post-op, you know, some discomfort after. But overall, it really does work. Ten years ago, we never had machines like this that really would – you can sit in an office for an hour and actually lose some weight or lose some, lose, some, you know, lose some size in an area. So it really does work. It works by freezing the fat. It actually kills the fat cells. It doesn't hurt your skin. It doesn't hurt other things, but it actually will kill fat and target those cells. So it actually it, – That's so cool. Yeah. Actually, they, they found it kind of by accident. So they found that when people – especially people in the Northeast, when they, when they ride horses and they really like – because it's always cold on the saddles, mm-hmm. they found that people get fat atrophy in, the, in their inner thighs. Weird. So people kind of look like the bow-legged things. So that, was one, that was one of the things. Wow. Then one, of the, one of the other things that happened too is they found that when kids – again, Northeast – they would sit there. They would either fall. They would eat icicles or suck on molly, whatever it was. Anything that was really cold, and they would actually fall asleep with that. Again, they'd find like in their cheeks that all the fat would die. That was actually really close to there. So wow. it was kind of like one of those things, like like Viagra is found by accident. This is right. kind of found by accident, and we've we've turned a bad thing into a good thing. That's so. amazing. What can we cool sculpt? You can actually. <laughs> and I have a question: Does cool sculpting help with cellulite, or is it just cool fat? sculpting does not help with cellulite? We can talk about that also, but well, it doesn't. Oh, we will. Yeah, it, 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 When I say it doesn't, it, it doesn't treat what the underlying problem of cellulite is. So there's an underlying problem. Cool sculpting just deals with really fat. So okay. cellulite's a little bit different of an issue. You have bands that kind of hold things in place that give you the dimpling. Um, so it can make it a little bit better, but it's not a real treatment for it. It's more yeah. camouflaging it. Um, so where can we cool sculpt? We can sculpt. Cul- School. You we can cool sculpt our chin. We're all okay, so so, so so start from the head. So, okay, yeah. so the, the head re- down. So the reality Jeez. is, there's always like what the FDA says, and then sort of, <laughs> and then sort of, and then honestly, what we see in in practice, and um, it's FDA approved for the chin, for like above the above your breast here, like on the axil axillary area, mm-hmm. really your abdomen and flanks. I think that's and your thighs actually. But what about we, the buff eye? I have a buff eye. A what? Do you know what that is? What is that? A butt thigh where it doesn't end, it just keeps going. No, but I have like a little, like a little <laughs> it's fat a saddle bag. pocket underneath my butt. Banana roll. Is that what it is? Oh, is that the technical term, Doctor? <laughs> banana Schmerz? roll. It's like, yeah. it's like your butt, and then like a little pocket there, and we then call, the leg. We call it a banana roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have Sounds that. Sexy. <laughs> Could you cool sculpt your banana roll? You can cool sculpt a banana roll. You can cool sculpt your arms. You can cool sculpt any uh, any area where you can actually pinch a whole lot of fat. So, yeah, Your face. You also, I want to add in a fun story. When I was in Dr. Schwartz's <laughs> office, I said, what else can I cool sculpt? And the lady there started grabbing all my fat areas. And she and said she was nothing. Like, she said, you don't have enough. There, there you go. go. And then they were like, well, you could do your inner thighs. And I was like, it's fine. I'm just <laughs> going to start with the I gym. think I'm just going like, to start sitting on a cold horseback. <laughs> just sit on a block of ice. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's amazing. Now, Khloe Kardashian was hawking the Kybella. For under the chin. Mm-hmm. I learned something when I was in your office that apparently when you do Kybella, it puffs up your face. What's Kybella? It does. So, so Kybella is actually the fat, that, or sorry, there's an enzyme that dissolves fat. It's actually in your body when you eat fat. There's, so they've taken that, that enzyme and you can inject it. You can inject it into areas. We did. We had something about 10 or 15 years ago also that people were injecting all over their bodies. 
we kind of saw some complications with it. So they've now come out with a newer one, um, and it's really just for the under the chin area. Oh. And it does. It dissolves fat. You, you got to. Does be, it work? It it does work, but the. The complication things are always what we kind of look at with that one. So that's one where because your body is actually attacking the – you're injecting an enzyme that's attacking fat cells, you get inflammation. I mean people get completely swollen necks for even oh. up for a week or even longer. I mean it, it gets hard. It gets firm and then Ew. it gets pretty swollen. So And then does it go away? It does. It does. And actually the results are pretty good with it. But You like just said, need like two weeks of downtime where you don't have you to like kinda have do, a picture yeah. of yourself. Yeah, if anybody's listening to this and they want to Google it, people show you some pretty freaky photos of their neck like 10 oh times as, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um, A lot of people are very concerned about their, their double chins. Like we mm-hmm. asked our listeners, you know, what do you want to know? And I would mm-hmm. say 50% of questions were, how do I get rid of my double chin? So yeah. if you're not cool sculpting, what can you do? Is there, what about the liposuction? Which okay. I wanted to have Dr. Schwartz wouldn't let me have it, disappointed. <laughs> All right, so a few things. Okay, so back to the neck genie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the neck genie is a no. Okay, so... Anatomically, that doesn't work. So you can sit there and do your neck, but the thing is, you're you're not you're not. It's not holding the things in place. So what happens is, over time, you do develop fat in your submental area. We all have it as we get older, but you also have muscles underneath there. Those muscles, your platysmus, muscles, you can't really tighten that way. It doesn't work out that way. It's more of a, a facial structure muscle. So, um, so you can really what you want to do is you want to get rid of the fat first and then see what happens. The other thing you can do also is we do a lot of skin tightening things, and that's the other machines that would actually. We have some that are really, really happy with nowadays where you can do extra kind of like superficial skin tightening and then go deeper with the things. And if you kind of do them in the right order and right way, we're actually getting really nice results. But you have to tighten the skin as well. So Yeah, or else it's just going to be a flabby gobble. Yeah, and and liposuction. I like liposuction. I do a lot of liposuction, and I use something called a vaser, which is an an internal ultrasound. So it actually generates heat and can actually tighten the skin and kind of emulsify or melt the fat a little bit as well. But... You want to do that in the right person. And if we can, like I said, because we have these machines now that I think do work for a lot of people outside of the OR, I personally tell people, let's try these things for you and see if they work. Once you go to surgery, it's surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no, so like I said, it's not – all the, these machines also aren't right for everyone. So you know, a lot of people do say even bad things about cool sculpting and bad things about that because they go to doctors that don't do everything. You know, They go to their – Dermatologist, but I don't, you know, it doesn't matter. They or go people to, that don't do it right. Yeah, or they, well, they go to people that just say, "I have a cool sculpting machine, so that's your that's your answer right. for everything." Whereas you have to offer people the full treatment. You have to say, "What can I do from A to Z, and what's probably right for me?" Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing. Okay, so talk to me about some pricing of things. Like, if our listeners, what should we be paying for cool sculpting? Um, the honest side of it is, I don't really do with the pricing. Well. Um, <laughs> Come on. You're like, no. it's probably different. No, I'm saying to come on to Kelty because it's like. No, and I don't know. Actually, actually isn't no. Isn't it different in every, depending on where no, you are? No, it's not really. One thing with Zeltique, the, the company that owns it, where they did a good job, is you can actually discount it. So there's a, and I, I honestly don't know the exact numbers, but part of their, the reason cool sculpting has become so popular, it does work, but also the company's done an amazing job of marketing it. So mm-hmm. they did two things that were smart in, in the whole world that nobody else has done. First thing is they keep the price constant. I mean, there's a certain price that nobody can advertise under. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they won't sell you the, the, the stuff. In, or they, or they, you have to pay more for it or something like that. So you'll never see it on Groupon because mm. the truth is they, the company won't let you. So yeah, that was the first smart, smart thing that they did. Second thing they did is they offer people money. Like if you if you do a lot of it, they'll help you pay for the advertising. That's why you see like people that put a lot of money. They just see billboards with it now. And stuff. The company helps you with some of the marketing. So they kind of sell for they, – they're actually it's, – it's a really interesting marketing study, but they mm-hmm. did a really good job. So they do have a good product, and they did a great job with marketing, but also keeping it at like a constant level. So, again, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but wherever you see it at one office, it's probably the same in every other office. It's not like somebody's okay. going to try to like screw you over. Yeah, um, yeah. We have a listener question. They asked, if you have a recessed chin and you get a chin implant, would mm-hmm. that fix a double chin? And can fillers be used in the place of a chin implant? Have you had any success with this? Okay, so the answer to that question actually both of them is yes. So um, it, it's when you get into what's called orthognathic surgery, that's when you start looking into the actual relationship of your nose to your lip to your chin and sort of see what everything is. If you really have a retruded chin, that there's the best way to do it is actually do something that's going to augment that. Chin implants are one. There's actually what's it made of? Yeah, what is a chin implant? It's a, it's a silicone Plastic? implant. Plastic. So it's, it's not silicone. Like a bone? It's a silicone so implant. So it's soft like a boob. 
Um, different than it's actually a solid silicone implant. Oh. Yeah, and, uh, so it feels. We're like, all touching our chin. So it feels like a bone, like a bone. It feels so, a little softer than that, but actually, uh. you, you have so, if you feel your chin, you have so much soft tissue there yeah. that it's underneath there. It's placed on your with your mandible. That's your bone there. It's <laughs> our producer's touching her chin too, behind you. <laughs> so it's placed okay. under there, so you're not really going to feel it. I mean, it's you're not going to you're not going to move it around. Part. Um, you really shouldn't be able to. So there, there's um, I don't know how gross <laughs> like, you guys want to get here. We want to get gross. Okay, like so gross. so your bone, your all your bone has a covering called periosteum. That's like the uh, like almost like a connective tissue. Mm. It's actually placed under the periosteum on the bone. So. So it's touching the bone. It's touching the bone. It's on the bone, but it's Oof. so deep that we don't want it to because you don't want it to move. Because you can't move it around. Like yeah, that. you don't want that. It'd be kind of weird if you like, yeah, put it down. So can you use fillers on your chin too? You can. So if people, if it's not that, no, it was one more thing. Also, if you're really, really retruded, like you've seen people that, right. like their Have jaw does not fit yet, does yeah. not fit their face at all. There is a surgery where you actually slide the bones of your mandible, of your of your jawbone, and move those forward and put plates oh. in and stuff. So wow. it can become like a really severe thing to really a, you know a moderate to a mild thing. But would that give you like an underbite? Like are you moving your whole? No, if you have if you, yeah, if you have an overbite, you know, oh. they they correct it actually so that your teeth oh, wow. are aligned. Yeah, that's when it gets crazy. Yeah. Um. Then if you're just like if it's just a little bit like if your chin is just a little bit retruded and you just need a little bit, you can actually use filler there and it actually does look nice. What kind of are you using like Juvederm? Or what kind of filler? Um, any of the hyaluronic acids do work for that. Um, for deeper stuff, I use Radius some, once in a while. Radius is a calcium-based one. But and actually, any I don't want to push one over the other. They actually all kind of work for this purpose. Do you get a kickback like when we read about that Jake Gyllenhaal movie about the prescription drugs of like the people would come sell it and every time you sell something, is there like a kickback? How does that work? No, I've never heard of that oh. movie, but okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, back to liposuction. You're talking about pharmaceutical sales reps? Yes. <laughs> yes. Love and other drugs? <laughs> Those people exist and they work on a commission-based salary um okay so liposuction pros and cons i think a lot of people dream about getting liposuction but then the word on the street is if you suck out your inner thighs you're you know and you gain weight you'll get a pocket of fat somewhere else so tell us about that okay well i'll go over a few of those things actually i saw four or five different patients studying for the exact same inner thigh liposuction issue today wow the thigh gap is killing the country exactly it's like you want like fat on the outside and then no fat on the inside yeah all right. So the thing with the thing with liposuction is, first of all, um, liposuction also gets a bad rap because a lot of people, everybody does it nowadays, right? Every, mm-hmm. People take weekend courses, and you know, they train and they just do liposuction. Oh, so, that's terrifying. Yeah. So the thing with liposuction is you don't want to remove all the fat in an area. Liposuction should not be done to like bring you down to like skin and bone. It's it's not the right thing to do. It's really a body contouring procedure. So if somebody has like a big bulge in their inner thigh, you want to take that down. 50, 60, 70%. But you have to leave something there because otherwise, first of all, your skin doesn't look great if you don't have fat there and you don't want to overdo it. So when people have real problems, especially on their legs, legs are tough to lipo. And a lot of people come back after, whether it's a year later or 10 years later and say you can see like all these waviness or sort of they see, they, they think it's cellulite. It's really from a lot of, a lot of overdone lipo. So that's one area you got to be really careful with. Okay. Um, and will it come back? Like if you lipo your arm or your stomach, will you grow back fat? Only in your right ear. It's the only one that comes back <laughs> on you. Yeah, the right ear. Yeah, is that, that a right myth? Ear, yeah. Is that a myth? It, it's kind of a myth, yeah. Okay. Because Okay. So first of all, you don't remove all the fat in an area. So it's right. not like it can never come back there. And second of all, the way your fat cells work is you do have X amount of them in your body and you remove some in an area. But the fat cells work. They get They don't multiply anyway. They get bigger or smaller. So – Think of a fat cell like a small little, I don't know, small little satchel. Mm-hmm. And then as you put more fat on, that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So it can still come back in that area. Um, obviously, if you overdo it and you don't, you know, don't put it someplace else. But reality, it doesn't really just come back in one area versus another. Can you suck out your fat from, say, your inner thighs and then you put it into my boobs? <laughs> I do that a lot, yes. Into the boob? Yep. Boob. <gasps> Wait. I, I do breast augmentations with fat. I do obviously gluteal augmentation, you know, Brazilian butt lift with fat. We do facial, I mean, we do everything with fat nowadays. I didn't know that you could put it into your boobs. Absolutely. Natural so, breast augmentation. Wait, natural? So how do you shape it? You're still, I mean, it's still a cosmetic, we're, we're placing it in certain areas where you want it to kind of, I mean, the same way I place an implant, with but like an, now I'm like a little, yeah. A, a little, needle? Like, are you doing it through like a syringe kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god! So wait, you suck it out with a syringe, and then you put. Well, you suck it with liposuction. So liposuction okay. is kind of more of a process, more of a machine that I have okay. few machines actually. So yeah, um, we're, we're taking it out, and you know, and then once we we kind of process you put it in a bowl, you mix it, it up. <laughs> a little, little less gruesome. Than that, yeah. But yeah. Okay. But yeah. And then yeah, the fat's great. You can use it anywhere you want. I mean, so where you can, do you put fat? 
cheeks, head to toe, really head to toe. Can you take ass fat and put it in someone's lips? It would be really interesting, Ugh. but you could. <laughs> the answer is you could, but you typically don't. Is that legal no. in America to put a, ass a body fat into your lips? You can, yeah. It's legal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know I mean, many people that say bags take of it. Plastic in your chest. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know much... many people that say. It, but actually, the gluteal region. Not many people take it out of there. Right. Yeah, not now. Yeah, most people want it there, so I don't really. But well, fat, fat is kind of fat, and you can use it anywhere you want. Okay, let's talk about butt implants. Sure. Would you say it is the decade of butt implants? Um, if the nineties. Finish this sentence, Dr. Schwartz. <laughs> the 90s were to breast implants as the 2016s are to... Gluteal augmentation. <laughs> really butt implants. Job. Really good job. No, actually, no, because the truth is, you know, butt implants are becoming, are becoming more popular, but not as popular as just fat grafting. I mean, it's, I'll bet it's 10 to 20 to 1. I mean, it's very... The problem with the, with the gluteal implants, and we, need, we do them when we need to if somebody doesn't have any fat, but the reality is... There's a r- lot higher of a complication rate there than it is doing a breast implant. You're sitting on it. it it's it is yeah. an issue. And when you have that as a problem, it, it, you know there's other issues that are there. So it's not as common as you think doing gluteal implants. What is the gluteal implant? Yeah, is it a is silicone? It, it's a silicone. It's a firm silicone implant. Yeah. yeah. Can that move around? It what can. do you think the Kardashians have? Multiple fat grafting sessions. Okay. So you don't think that they have implants? So wait, is fat grafting what you were saying? It's just liposuction moving exactly. fat to another place? Exactly. You can do so it they're m- sucking it out of their stomachs and putting it in their butt. Yeah. You can do it many, many times, yeah. And you see people like – the problem is you see people nowadays that almost overdo it a lot. It's yeah. actually more common in actually Miami than it is here in California. But people look like – I think they look like aliens. I mean it's crazy the amount of fat they yeah. take. They bring their waist into like almost nothing. And then, and then they put all as much fat as they can. It's it's a really it's gonna be weird really thing. weird when the trend changes. Ex- exactly, you can't undo this. You can't. So that's where, like, yeah. And I mean, I I love doing. I love like making round butts and bubble butts and all that stuff. But you, it's got to be calm. I mean, it's got to be sort of like you, you got to chill it out. Yeah. yeah. Can people take fat out of someone else? Like donations mm-hmm. i was actually thinking and that. Then, yeah. like what if i don't have enough fat but i want you to give me a huge ass that's, that's actually the most common like question especially when two people are in the room with me like yeah, i want to give it to them um no you can't you can't it has to be your own, own. Fat. It has to be fat so then yeah. if you don't have the fat then you just go for an implant or something yeah yeah the other thing that some people do i take care of a lot of um i still care of a lot of dancers in, in hollywood and what strippers pe- no, no, no. Like, it's professional dancers, like, not strippers. Also thinking the same yeah. Thing. I, just, I see where your mind is going. Okay. So, yeah, my practice doesn't have any strippers. So, I'm yeah, more, more of an upscale practice. Because yeah. strippers make more money than professional dancers. That's true. They 100%. probably do. Yeah. 100%. So I probably do. So what do they come in for? Um, I, what a lot of people do is actually try to put some weight on. Like literally, they'll eat like cheesecakes for like a couple months, put some weight on, and then we'll suck, suck that out, down. put it in there. Oh my and god! Kind of, yeah, so people do that a few oh, times. Those poor people. That's yeah. crazy. I want to do that. Um, <laughs> I don't think we need to. What? What is the? Uh, that's true. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that's I have a question. And then the strippers, of course. And then the, I have a, I have a stripper question. Now. <laughs> of course. I love Botox. Okay. I love it. Um. The fillers are very scary to me mm-hmm. because I, I think we see them done really like overkill, overdone, like yeah. overdone. So like I, I've never really gone down that rabbit hole because I'm terrified. But eventually one day I'm going to want to do something. Mm-hmm. Should I be terrified? <laughs> Here's OK. I love doing fillers. And I like I same the same way I do surgeries. Everything is subtle. For most people that come to see me, it probably takes us three to six months to get them to where they want to be with fillers because I do so little at a time. Like mm-hmm. we do one area, we do a little. They come back in two weeks, we take a look at it. So it's, I, I kind of work with people over time. And the problem is people go and see doctors and they and they say, oh yeah, guess what? You're going to do your your eyebrows, your cheeks, your mm-hmm. lips, your yeah. under, and they put it everywhere at once. And they come out, you get so swollen, and then like they don't recognize themselves right. and. When you don't like, if you look in the mirror and don't recognize yourself, like it's a little weird. So yeah. I think that's what happens. So I think it's the best way to do it is subtle and slow, mm-hmm. always. I mean, it's just not. You don't want to come in and just do a whole bunch of it. So what um, could we inject, and where could we inject it? You can inject. So I use a lot of the hyaluronic acids. And why um, that? What is that? Hyaluronic acid, and it's the Restylane Jupiter mm-hmm. product. Um, Bellatero too. Hyaluronic acid is a naturally occurring substance in your body. It's already there. It's in your joint fluid. It's in your collagen. So let's just say you ever had an issue with it or you didn't like it. There is something called hyaluronidase, which is an enzyme that will break it down so we can get rid of it. Oh, so that's yeah. the good thing about it. 
the negative of that though is the fillers don't last forever and they are not cheap so mm-hmm. you people have to keep you know year or whatever you got you got to keep coming in and redoing them a little bit so where could we inject these fillers into our you face you can do anywhere you can go from i mean the hollow of the temples to if somebody when somebody has like a crease in them between their eyebrows from not using botox like i can fill that oh. out to doing do we call it um non-surgical rhinoplasty yeah i wanted out. to ask you about that yeah. do you do that too yeah Damn, yeah, especially that's when somebody's crazy. got. I mean, if you have a little indentation, why go for surgery? We can kind of fill those areas out. But for how you. many like syringes of Juvederm do you need to like fill in somebody's nose? Not a lot. You really? actually want again. That's one of those things where you. It's a small space anyway. You don't need to do a lot. I mean, with less than a cc. I, I, this is average. Less than a cc, which is one syringe, you should be really? able to fill out most contours for people. Yeah. Wow, and it doesn't move. It does. I mean, we're placing it. It's, right. it's not going to move. Yeah. So it, it, does it feel like your cartilage? It, it's soft. I mean, it's it's actually it's, you have hyaluronic acid in your body right now. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're not injecting anything foreign. It's mm-hmm. actually your body knows what it is. That's why it doesn't last for because your body breaks it down. Interesting. So. so what's the what's the con? What's injectables gone bad? Like, what are the things that can happen that people should know about before okay, so, they go and get injected? So the the cons are. Since it does, I mean, from the easy standpoint, since it doesn't last forever, it is an it is expensive, and that's because it costs us a lot of money to buy. So it, it's expensive. It's not the cheapest thing, but however, considering you sit in an office and get it done, it's really, probably is cheap for the, compared to surgery. The real negatives, obviously, you can get infection because you're injecting things into your body. You can obviously you can get nodules or granules. You can get or granulomas. You can get areas where your body doesn't reject it, but says, "Hey, what's going on here?" Mm-hmm. So that can happen. Um, the worst thing is if you can ever if you get injected into an artery. I mean, you can get areas where you can get blindness from it if you inject near the eye, oh, and you got God. into like a you got into a blood vessel. I'm just telling you all the bad things. Yeah, it's it's, true. Those are the bad. So things. no injectables around my eyes. <laughs> um, okay. But but the reality is that is that is such a. I mean, that can happen with anything also. So this that is such a small possible. But I'm giving you guys right. everything made as yeah. easy. But the possibility that is so minimal. I mean, I. Okay, so when I was 26. Which I'm 27 last, now. Last just year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went for my first preventative Botox, and I've gone like once a year, okay. every eight months since then. Right? Really? Yeah. Oh, Is that too I started I at 23. Like, I started at like 24, and I go like every three months. Yeah. I was gonna oh. say once a year. But it doesn't really do doesn't like it doesn't wear off anymore. I've had Botox stays, for like just... a month and a half, and I can move my eyebrows. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm actually more like you. I'm I would tell my patients I'm actually jealous. Of them. I'm the worst Botox responder of all time. Oh, like, mine like fades out in like three weeks. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, Some people have that. But here's my question. I was getting my makeup done, and one of my girlfriends was doing my makeup. She goes, oh, your eyebrows are in the wrong spot now. I think you take had too much Botox, and so your muscles are all relaxing, and your face is like, Meh. Can What are the long-term, now that we have is, a little long-termness? Is meh an actual, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Also, how but I'm just saying, can your eyebrows Well, get? we feel like we've been doing the right thing, like a little preventative Botox, keeping it fresh, but what are the long-term? Like, is my face actually falling? Like, um, your, your face is probably falling following but i don't think the botox is sort of I think that's gravity yeah that's that's how old how old are you now i'm gonna be 35 in january yeah so you're, you're seeing the natural signs of aging regardless of that so it's not the botox is not making is most likely not making that worse so Got it. especially because you know the part of your eyebrows you're not freezing at your whole forehead anyway typically when i especially when i do it i freeze the middle portion because you women especially want to be able to pull their eyebrows mm-hmm. up you want that curve so your your frontalis muscle, your muscle there is still working. So anything where you're seeing more gravitational changes, and it's 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 age. What is Botox? Botox is a neuro poison. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my ears. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Can you repeat that? I couldn't hear that. Um, I think I'm so, deaf. <laughs> Botox is a neurotoxin. So it is. It's it a actually, toxin. It's a toxin. It actually. Um, when you inject it into the muscles, it will stop your muscles from moving. It will paralyze those muscles. But typically, it, it works closer to three to four months or for, yeah. some, for you a year. So you're lucky. <laughs> Damn, Kelty, you're lucky. Oh, no. it's, hashtag, it's just my face. Um, what d- uh, People say that Botox can help with their migraines. Is that real? It does, yeah. It actually really does. So one of the there, – there's a lot of – there's a lot of different underlying things for for migraines. One of them is that you have you have sensory nerves in the back of your head and in the front of your head, and we found that when these muscles actually are constantly pushing on these nerves, that's one of the triggers for migraines. So there's a surgery we actually go in and release the we actually release the muscle from the nerves, and that will help. But if you do Botox and you stop those from irritating, it actually does work as well. 
I have a mm. question. Does it help? Because I grind my teeth at night, and I heard mm-hmm. that Botox can help you from like not grinding your teeth. Is there that is more? your masseter muscle. That's the one that's closing, that's clenching your jaw. People do put it there for a lot of different reasons. One of them is for that, so you don't clench. So you're not, but your your bite isn't as forceful. Mm-hmm. Um, other people do it more cosmetically, where they say they're getting. Um, it's more Asian than it is, but they say they have a large masseter muscle, so they want to kind of decrease the size of that over there. Interesting. What age should our listeners start to get Botox? Probably 10. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, um, you know, the reality, I I actually started later. I I don't think there's a right age for it. I think everybody's different. Like, I'm... I'm a lot older, and yet I, I do I do very little Botox. I do it just in the center portion here between my eyebrows, and yet my wrinkle is not that bad there. Where I see patients of mine that are 22, 23, and starting to develop like deep wrinkles. Yeah. So I think when you start seeing deep wrinkles, I think that's it. Because it's different. Like some people have really thick muscles on their face and really animated. Other people don't move that much. So I think that's more it than when mm-hmm. an age to start. Yeah. Here's one that's really going to stump you. Are you ready? I doubt it. true. I don't Except even want to It's your question. Which one? About the hoo-ha. The vagina? Yeah. The vagina laser. laser. Have you? Oh. Does it <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, asking, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> we heard that there's a vagina laser that tightens your vagina. There, there is. So there's two different there's, – there's actually two different machines out there that I, I kind of um, – I, I have and actually that I work with. Um, one of them is called the Mona Lisa – the Mona Lisa. Amazing. Mona Incredible. Lisa Touch, actually. Mona Lisa oh, Touch. Wait, so. how do like they... A dildo. Isn't, isn't the Mona Lisa trademarked? Like, the name? Uh, no, I don't think they trademarked it. I don't think so. Uh, so, okay, anyway, let's continue. Well, you know these laser companies. They probably bought it. <laughs> yeah, probably. They probably, yeah. If anyway, enough people anyway. want their vagina laser, they have a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. So, there's two different machines out there. Mona Lisa Touch and then the Thermiva. Mona, the Thermiva is more of a newer one, so I'll talk about that last. But the Mona Lisa Touch is actually it's a CO2 laser, kind of like what you do for your face, like fractional rejuvenation. They, if you do that internally inside the vaginal vault, you can actually get the vaginal like, vault. The is vaginal it like a vault. dildo that they put up there and lasers around? It's kind of like that, yeah. So you have to, yeah, go up. Um, yeah, like not with your. Yeah. <laughs> she did a really aggressive. Move. Yeah, there was a little fist. Yeah, no, fist it's, no, it's not fisting. Yeah. It's a gentle, we, we, gentle laser? Yeah, gentle laser, yes. Okay. They call it so touch. women but do it, this after they have babies? Yeah, people do it for a lot of different things. Um, after babies is one. Um, some people actually have, um, if they have pain with sex or there's vaginal dryness, actually helps with that. Um, some people will have, because you're tightening things, especially after babies too, if you have in, uh, incontinence, like urinary yeah. incontinence mm-hmm. works for that. Um, so it, it does work. How often do you do a vaginal tightening? Is it um, rare? How often do we? It's actually yeah. a lot more, especially with these machines. Actually, the, so the second one I'll talk about, which I actually have and I use a lot more of, is called the Thermiva. So Thermi is a radio frequency device we can use throughout the body and the v, the VA portion. Which VA we can is- figure that out. So VA. <laughs> However, this is a radio frequency device. It's really cool, actually. And so you, you, you use it internally and externally. And the results are amazing. In 15, 20 minutes, what you can see is, is kind of impressive. Externally? Yes. Just like wave it around? No, to, no, to tighten up the, the, whole? the lips. Yeah, the and lips. then tighten the lips. Internally and externally. And you can see results? Right away. Right away. Really? It's How many so times impressive. do you have really on your face? And after photos of this? <laughs> Actually, I'll, pull, I'll try to find some for you. I sure? want to know. This is fascinating. Why yeah. don't you use that on your face? Why don't? Uh, why are we not using this machine on my chin? You can't. Oh, well, you can. So remember, it's we the same re- machine. Remember, we got into the the cool sculpting is going to take away the little fat that, you have there. But if you need to, if we need to, to tighten the skin, me. yeah. But I don't believe in the lasers yet. Okay, <laughs> I want to talk about Hollywood's obsession with the tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny teardrop teardrop boob job. Why? 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 Why are you sounding it? Like, why are you making it sound like that? <laughs> I, I, this is my Do you favorite mean thing. The, in the natural, world. yeah, boob job. It's like the Taylor Swift boob job, yeah. allegedly. That's she has my a boob job. Isn't her boobies tiny? That's yeah, what but she's that's what it is. About. There's like oh. the new thing where you're a skinny like. When you get that thin, you lose all of your, your boobs. boobs. And then these little anorexic girls are now walking around Hollywood with like, like little perky, little... these tiny little like B-sized teardrop boobs. So is that? implant that silicone implant a different shape it is this is actually i i didn't really know this was a thing to be honest with you because this is my favorite thing to do so um i use there so there's the newer type of implants that we have that have been in the u.s now about three or four years they're called the anatomic or gummy bear implant 
Um, mm. Not a lot of people use them. No, they're, I know, they're called the gummy bears. They don't change shape. Like, if you bite that half a gummy bear, uh-huh. it doesn't move. Shape. Same thing with these. These are like, they're a little more firm, but they're like really, these are really nice implants. So I actually, I actually do lecturing. I try to lecture with other doctors, try to show them like the differences with these versus their round implants. So mm-hmm. I, I love these things. But however, you can go with a smaller implant, but since it's like solid, since it's a little more solid or semi-solid, you can get the same projection with a smaller implant. So it fits people so much better. It's so it's just so. But much. is it the shape flat of it. on the top, and then it has a little? Don't don't underneath? go flat. No, it's not. Flat. It, it's more natural. Like you're getting like you're getting yeah, you're getting so the you slope. So you don't get that like. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's so nice. How many boob jobs do you do a week? Do I do a week? Yeah. A decent, it depends on the week, a but lot. a decent amount, yeah. People are still getting boob jobs because yeah. it feels like boobs are kind of out. Now. Yeah, they're not probably big boobs. Are how out. about this? the The number probably hasn't changed. It's just not like okay, you're here because of it's not it's not as exciting anymore to say oh yeah, I'm gonna my breast something because everybody does it nowadays. But to have like a gluteal augmentation or a Brazilian butt lift, that's like the you know so it's like oh I'm going. It's just a, it's just what people are talking about, but it's still a lot. And so boobs aren't out. It's just. Doing them right and doing them natural mm-hmm. and make them fit your body, that's what's in. How long does it take to heal after I get this boob job? <laughs> <laughs> I want for, one now, for too. You, for you, since your Botox last a year, probably like 10 minutes. Like that. You'll be like up to dinner that night. You'll so, be like, but, fine. But for me, it's going to take five months. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. No, I take, you know, I, I tell people probably about a week of, you know, a week of discomfort, kind of two to three weeks of taking it easy type thing. That's not bad. And we should so. wait to do this until after children. It depends. It depends. I mean, a lot of people say a breast augmentation leads to having children. So, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, but if you get one done before you have kids and then you have, like, your breastfeeding and can stuff. Can you still breastfeed? Make, you can, yeah. Does that, will that affect the boobs? It won't. It won't. I mean. It'll still stay this. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, the, the most common time is obviously, you know, when you're early 20s or actually what most, what we're seeing a lot more nowadays is is girls having them at 18 years old. When they God. finish high school and going to college. They get a gift from their d- dads. Going to college. So yeah. It's gotta get your no- so young. You get your nose done at 16, get your breasts done at 18. Like, we see a lot of that nowadays. Um, and then, of course. My then- people. <laughs> Jews. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Rich. Just these Jews. Apples. Part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. I didn't get either. Dad. <laughs> Damn it. Um, talk about you had mentioned at the Brazilian butt lift. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the what term. Is that? that? That's the term for like gluteal augmentation of fat. Oh, so it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same oh. thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to know about lip fillers and Kylie Jenner? I know you do. Now back to the Lady Gang. All right. Jack has a serious question about cellulite. I have all the questions about cellulite. Cellulite's a lot more fun than, than lip filler, just to let you know. I know. Let's talk about cellulite. <laughs> How do you get rid of it, and does anything work? So there is something out there for cellulite that does work. Our newest machine that we have, which I love doing, is something called Selfina. Okay. And that is an in-office procedure. It is invasive. I mean, we do go in. So the reason I know I have to do this with my hands and people can't see me right now, but the reason you get cottage cheese or cellulite is that you have internal bands that are holding your skin down to your deeper tissues like your muscle or bone. So what happens is as you get fat or you get bulging around there, you get these indentations. So that's why it looks like it looks like a cellulite. It looks like cottage cheese. Right. So what the Selfina does is we go inside and actually cut that band and allow things to kind of round out. Oh, it's so really it's invasive. Nice. What it's are you invasive. going in there with? I mean, um, it's it's a machine. It's a little little blade that actually cuts the band. You don't need do you- that stuff holding your body together. That, and that's actually the reason to go to somebody that does a lot of this because you have to be careful, right? If you do it a lot at the bottom portion of your butt, you can drop things out. So you really get oh god the problem again. The good and the bad with machines. We have a machine that works. The problem is anybody in the world can buy it, which is so. Wait, so do you go in with like a like a tube thing or a what? Little, a little blade? It's like a little. And how many blade. different incisions? Do you a have lot to make? at every single one. So it's, it's a oh long procedure. God. We it it's probably takes me hour hour and a half per treatment because you have to go in and numb the whole area first yeah. and then we go in and treat everything do you go under the person no. or you no, just like, like, no, do you give just, them a light like a nice xanax or something to chill them actually out? most people don't like i said it, there's a little at the beginning when you're like when you're going to the dentist but not as bad as that we're kind of numbing you up most people yeah. are just listening to music watching a movie well, and then they so just, then how <laughs> when when do you get results is it immediate? Right away. I mean, you're cutting stuff right away. The problem is you also get swollen and a little bruised, so you don't, I mean, give yourself a few weeks before you kind of see everything, but it, it's right away. I mean, it's not like you're waiting for something to happen. And how much I, is it? Selfina is a little more expensive. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but it is high. It is a real surgical procedure. So like I have a question. Grand? Yeah. Like 10 grand? 
No, no, listen. I, I want to say again, it's probably in the five to six thousand dollar range or seven thousand, something like that. And then is that like it? in a hole? Like is that your butt and your thigh? Like yeah, that's why. And, and it's based. It's based on like how many, how much you have. Are you going to do it, Jack? Have, so. I want to. Can I come to you to do it? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I have. It's a real. I'm just. I mean, it's a really cool procedure. It's can um, we watch? Yeah. Oh. Can we tape it for? <laughs> can the... we do a lady gang while I'm getting it done? <laughs> yes. I'm not going to say no to that. So you I'll guys, pass we'll, out. we'll talk. I'm excited, dude. I will. I hate cellulite. Because well, it's like I, it's no matter how thin I get, it's like I always have cellulite. You're, you can't change. Yeah, that, that and that's one of those things you can't change. And listen, all the other things like people, there used to be some laser thing that went and made it worse because well, it scar it. Like what was it called? It's oh, it started with an E, but it's like you'd wear a whole suit and then they'd have like a suction thing that they'd roll. <laughs> Endermolic. Endermolic. And I had to work. do it once a week, and it was like two hundred dollars every time. It you doesn't go. work. No, yeah. it didn't work at all. Got those off. things don't work. I got it on a Groupon. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Can you tell me why? Why at 30 I no longer want direct sunlight to hit my legs, whereas at 20 I could like play volleyball in a bathing suit and have like no weird. You know how your skin on like your thighs yeah, starts now. to like mm-hmm. sag or like loosen or something. Loosen. It's not cellulite. Wait, it's like oh, yeah, well, you know not how about getting tan. You're no, just talking about I'm talking about like weird. when direct sunlight hits is the only time that it cute. looks awful. Yeah. So I've so I'm glad you asked me that again. I saw four to five patients say with the exact same thing and. Everybody comes in, they want liposuction. And I show them that you're, you're kind of already starting to see little dimple areas. Doing lipo makes that so much worse. Mm-hmm. If not now, oh, in like yeah. four to five years mm-hmm. or ten, you're going to hate it. Mm-hmm. So I, we try to do the skin tightening devices for people. The Thermi device is fantastic for that. Um, I actually do Althera, which is an old, there's a bunch of different things. But I tell people, do skin tightening first, mm-hmm. then see where, then see where you are with yeah, things. Yeah, before but you that's, screw yourself yeah, because, lipo. because most people came in today and they're pulling their thighs and saying, can I do yeah, a thigh lift? And I'm, I'm like, you don't want to do a thigh. Like, that's scars. That's a different thing. You'll never want to go to the beach then. That's a different type of thing. So, but this is something where, and I think you, I think that's one of those things, start younger. Yeah. Like, I love these machines so much. Like, that's, I, I just did another, like, another interview for someone and they were mm-hmm. asking about what, like, what, um, what people in Hollywood do differently than the average person. And I think that's one of the things that I noticed that for the celebrities and people that I see is that they're actually not only on top of the trends, but they're also more willing because they take care of themselves mm-hmm. inside and out. They're more willing to start earlier and say, you know what, I'm going to invest in these treatments and start it now. Even though most people still wait to like it's like falling off and saying, right. okay, let's fix everything right, right now. And then it's and way harder. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's I think that's another another thing that I've learned also. Let's talk about yeah. our lips. <laughs> The vaginal ones or the... Um, uh, yeah. Everyone. <laughs> Facial. Everyone. It's just lip liner. Um, what do you think is the best thing to do the lips? What do you um, like to use? I love doing lip filler. I, again, I use a hyaluronic acid. I use one of the thinner ones. I don't really use the thick ones for people. Yeah. Um, because I think you're trying to sculpt the lips. And I, th- I still, again, those are one, that's one area. Less is more. You don't want to do a lot at one sitting. The reason your lips are red is that you have skin over muscle. You know, this is muscle that, that moves. So when you inject, you get swollen right away. So you really want to be careful with how much you put in and really kind of, again, I'll inject someone. They come back in two weeks. We take a look if they need more. But mm-hmm. you really want to do that slow. Um, what about the silicone lips? You know, so silicone as an injection is illegal in the U.S., Right, and so cement. That girl, remember that girl got cement yeah. booty. They and a she lot. Died? Of, mm-hmm. A lot. Oh, of, a yeah. lot of people still do these things, and so any per like if people want permanent fillers, right? Because they say it's permanent and they don't have to spend any more money. The problem with that is that at some point your body either rejects it or you don't like the way it looks and you can't take it out. Got so it. I tell you, so just don't do it. I mean, I'm just I, there's nothing else I can say to people. But don't. Why don't, do like, don't, those don't, lips so, look so crazy? Why do what the lips? The lips. So I Beverly Hills, people are like because they put it in the wrong places a lot too. Yeah, well, that's part of it, but also I think there's there's also a little bit of a disconnect. I think women also think like these crazy big lips look amazing because they're but guys I think don't like it. So I, there's a little bit of disconnect there in mm-hmm. my just in my but from what I see. Everybody's trying to be a Kardashian. Yeah, but even so, I just yeah the lip filler. I think people keep going nuts and nuts. It's just it doesn't. It, you have to look at the proportions of your face. If your lips are bigger than certain parts, like it, it shouldn't you shouldn't do it. So what about the thing? Because I think that's what Kylie got. Where it's like it was a surgery to like move the lip up. You can do that. Yeah, you can you can actually surgically pull the lip up. You can actually you can incise sort of right even above the lip and kind of hide the scar there and kind of pull things up. Or you can actually do it from the nose and try to see if you can shorten the the distance from your nose oh. to your lip and pull that up. So it's not common, and I, I don't know who did it or, or not, but 
it's yeah but you can do those things um last thing we want to ask you about the acne scar treatment okay um i'm a big lover of like the ipl photo facials once a year becca you get them right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, we oh. think we think it's amazing okay. what do you think i didn't really have great you didn't Mm-mm. oh i love it so I, I think IPL photofacials, I think they're good for what they're doing, kind of preventing things, kind of treating things, but it, it's mild, right? It's a minimal, yeah. it's a mm-hmm. minimal treatment. Um, acne scars are tough. I mean, there's like, there's no perfect thing to get rid of those because it's deep scarring inside your body. So, mm-hmm. you know, people try more, more aggressive treatments where they try ablative and non-ablative lasers to try to like take off those areas, but... You know, and there's a lot of chemical peels to kind of take the areas down. But I, the reality is, you have to almost try multimodality, meaning you have to do a lot of different things to kind of make it a little bit better. But the one treatment for it, or just IPL, I don't really see that actually working for it. What's the craziest procedure you've ever been asked or performed on someone? The craziest procedure. Ever Did you Heidi Montag anyone ever? <laughs> Oh, is that thirteen? Is that like thirteen procedures in one day or yeah. something? Yeah, that's a little un- actually. That I I remember that thing. It's a little unfair because they're counting all these little. I mean, if I do a tummy tuck and liposuction, a breast tuck, and then put the fat somewhere, you could probably count as many. Pre- but <laughs> it's ten different things. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Before you know it, you're like, oh, this side, that side. Um, you know, I do I do a lot of I I don't do a lot of crazy procedures. I try to keep my practice actually pretty normal. One procedure that I do for people that I don't think a lot of people do is something called a reverse tummy tuck um, where literally I make the incision underneath the breasts and kind of pull things up when people have like a lot of laxity above. And actually I fix a lot of people. People who have bad ones, especially around here, I fix a lot of those. What do they usually tummy tuck? Is it a different spot? It's usually from the bottom. Like oh. you're cuddling the bottom and pull things down. These are people that just have like laxity up here. I feel here like it'd be better going up because you're pulling everything up. Yeah, but the problem is you got to – like actually you're fighting gravity with scars and oh, holding things in place. So it's a little yeah. more difficult actually. It's not a – that's something that I do. Um, You've never had anybody come to you for like ab or like pec implants? Oh, I do. Okay, so so go back to that. So I do something called um, with my vaser, my my high, my ultrasound. I do something called high definition liposuction, where I actually carve out abs and obliques and everything for people. Wow. It's, a, it's actually those, pretty cool. Do those last the yeah. abs? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, those are actually kind of fun because that's something where you can because artistically the thing with liposuction again, you can go in and go with anybody and they just suck the fat out. But if you if you mark people and actually look at where the rectus or the, where your six pack ends and where you do it and kind of like you can highlight those areas for people and it looks really nice and again you don't want to overdo it because yeah when you're when you're i had a different body when i was 20 than when i'm 40 so it's it's a little different but if you do something subtly it can look really really nice it's something i do um pec implants calf implants i do oh, those yeah, calf implants I'm why do, do men love a calf Men care like love calves. I could care so less. I, I don't I've never care about been a calf. like that. Man I, has great calves. I do them on women too. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like women don't want big calves. Men, you're again. That's not. I get a lot true. of compliments on my calves. See, big there you go. Do you have big men. calves? Yeah, yeah, really. Always. My mom always complains that her calves are. I big. hate them, but I'm telling you, if I wear like something short, it's like every man and their mother. Wow. Every man so men and their love father. calves on men and women. Yeah. See? That's Weird. why I'm telling it's you. It's kind of like how you guys feel about the lips. Like, we love when girls have, like... Yeah, but men... And men know, are confused yeah. by them. Right. And actually, well, women, too. And it's for, it's different. Like, for men, I'm trying to make, like, a big... Like, there's two muscles there. We put cab- we put implant inside and outside, so we mm-hmm. kind of make it big. For women, we kind of just do more on the inside because they want the shape. But if you look at your thigh coming down, you kind of want this S-curve shape. And if your leg goes straight down, it actually... People don't like That's that. That's so. That's just literally the last thing I would do. It's the last That's the, like, what last... I would buy a new pair of shoes first before I do that. Um, what if you could tell every woman in their late 20s, early 30s, three things that they should be doing for their face, what would they be? Three things. Um, skincare. Well, okay. Skincare with SPF. Mm-hmm. Um, I think facials. I do think facials. And with the facials, I'll add in there, there's like red, there's like light treatments and stuff like yeah. that. Maybe an IPL once in a while. I think those things, I think early on. And the third thing. Hmm. Botox or filler when they need it early. Okay, very last thing. We we um, we wanted to ask you because a lot of people are wondering about this, especially with all this news coming out and it becoming at the forefront of um, media. Is the transgender surgeries? Okay, and I know that you do this. It's on I your do, site. Yes, I do this. Can you talk us through like a a male to female surgery and what that's like? Well, male to female is actually a little simple. I mean, it's really so most people that. Transgender now is recognized, which is great. Right. And it's one of those things where, you know, most of the people before they have surgery, they, there's certain commitments. Like the, the 
insurance companies or just psychological, we kind of make people jump through a lot of hoops just to make sure. So that's the first thing before you do it. But for male to female, I mean, most people have been on hormones, especially like estrogens for a couple of years. And by that time, they actually develop little breasts. Right. And so I'm really just doing a breast augmentation as if I would do it to a female. And when they're on the estrogen, does their penis shrink? They they can you can get you can get a whole bunch of other stuff that goes on so yeah I, I typically don't deal in that area don't. so I don't I don't want it. yeah okay um, I I keep I I do what's called so when you deal with with a transgender surgery it's called top surgery and bottom surgery okay so do you um, just do the top I, I really do top surgery yeah it's kind of what I specialize in interesting okay. so interesting. all right so when we come back we're going to be incredibly brave <laughs> and Dr Schwartz <laughs> is going to look at us on the spot consultation station and tell us what we need to do to our faces uh, to be more beautiful I'm terrified. <laughs> The Lady Gang. Okay, you guys, Becca and Jack are literally looking at the photo of the tightened vagina that it's Dr. Schwartz amazing. just showed us. Basically, like looking into a crystal ball at what our vajayjays are going to look like in 20 years. Yep. I'm, a, I'm upset. Oh my no, God. Sta- we're gonna start be early. Again, start early. How do we, keep, get, keep, do we keep, get this done now? Uh, keep it tight. Keep it tight. <laughs> keep it right. Keep it tight. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm going to ask for my push present. Not jewelry, just a laser. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Dude. God. Oh, yes. All right. So, okay, so now I guess we're going to. We're going to do a special thing. We're going to do to our faces. I'm so nervous. Yeah. Okay. And I know that typically you probably wouldn't walk in a room and be like, you should do this, this, this. I, I never do. You crazy, yeah. right? Okay. Who be wants brave. to start? I'll, I'll start. start. Can okay, we still start like how I would do it? Meaning you'll just kind of tell me what bothers you a little bit? Yeah. Or, I mean, um, because so different things bother different people. Yeah. Don't people. let him tell us. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you say what you do to your um, face. Yeah. Because, I, okay. because and then, then I can give you options and say, you know, do this, don't do that, or do it in this order. And Okay. I mean, I'm 30, so I'm pretty secure. Like, what I got's what I got. Like, I'm not going to go in and get a nose job. But when I was probably like 10 years ago, being an actress, you look at your nose a lot from all these millions of different angles. And mm-hmm. so I thought about doing like getting a little bit of like this, like bulbous area of the nose mm-hmm. trimmed down. Okay. Um, He's so scared. I'm not going to throw anything at you. No, I mean, actually, okay. So you're if you, okay. If you look at like facial proportions, look at everything. You're right. You you do have a little bulbous tip. Uh-huh. However, on you, it actually it's cute. It actually looks good on you. So I, I don't know. Like I'm being honest with you. I you know I see what you're so seeing. So nice. I, no, I see what you're seeing. But you also your your face also a little bit rounder. Yeah. So you know making like. There are certain things you can do. Could you make this a little bit more thinner? The answer is yes. But like I said, it may not look that you may not right. like the way it looks. It after. might not look good once it's but done. But however, though, I, I do see I do see what you're saying. With yeah. That. But you know, again, this. Yeah. What else would you do to Becca? Look at her right now. What else bothers what you? Does she Sometimes mean? when I get ca- candid photos of me like laughing with my like. <laughs> I I totally lose the definition between ch- jawline and neck. neck. It's like my neck is eating my head because <laughs> I don't really have much of a jaw. A I have a flat face. No, you don't. People ask me. Doctor Schwartz say that. is looking close. He's he's thinking about it. Okay. I do see. So it's you interesting. See. You know, you, you do actually have a short area from from actually from your neck to your chin. You yes. are, are a little bit short there. However, when you look at you from the side of you, it's actually it's actually your your projection for a female is actually fine. So I think what you know, I think one of those things. If you, has this always been that way, or is it like more recent now? Well, I, I guess I just see more pictures of myself now. So mm-hmm. now I'm just more aware of yeah, I, what I, think, I look like. And you turn 30. So you know, yeah. that's the time to maybe start looking at. Try the external skin tightening devices. See if that works for you. See if we get – people really – like I said, people really, really like it. And they, they actually – we get fo- – people will then take selfies like in their car, in their like mirrors and yeah. stuff. And like, oh my god, look at this angle now after we've done these treatments. So, I, so I, would tell you to, I would tell you to try that. You're – when you start noticing something now versus like 10 years ago, it's yeah. because it's really happening. It's not that your bone structure is bad or anything like that. It's right. just really that, you know. Age. Age, age. man. So F Becca needs nothing. F Let's move age. on to Jack. <laughs> Let's move on to Jack. Well, I guess I'll tell you something that I wanted to do in my yeah. early 20s that I'm so glad I didn't do, mm-hmm. but it was like the buckle fat removal. Yeah. I wanted to like, I've always had the- What is ra- buckle fat? It's the f- fat on like your lower cheeks. Oh, I still have it. I do too. But it's good because when I guess when you get older, you need it. So I'll, I'll tell you what's interesting. So in the 80s, when we were doing plastic surgery, everything was being removed. We were removing fat and like removing it from people's eyes, eyes oh, and yeah. eyelids. I forgot about that. I right. Hate this. So we were removing as much fat as possible. Do you want to put fat there? 
Right. That's okay. that, now fast forward. Look at the people that have had this done. They've sunken in as you get older. We lose facial fat, right? What happens if you get older? You lose you lose fat in areas you want it and gain in areas you don't want it, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind Amen. of that. totally. <laughs> that's aging. So you want to be careful with how much you do when you're younger because you have to realize when you're 20, you're at some point going to be 40, 60, and 80. And so you got to be a little careful with stuff. Um, so the buckle fat thing is one thing I don't, I personally don't do that. I just think like I, I don't, you know, for that little area and what can possibly happen within a sunken in cheek and things. So I oh, really yeah, don't do those areas. Older, yeah. And even so, even for eyelid surgeries now, when we, rather than taking out a lot of the fat from the lower eyelid, we actually use that and actually will turn that down and actually fill in that tear trough That's area. What I want. Yeah. Rather than, rather than actually putting fillers there, you can use your own. So we use a lot of our own fat for things and learn to learn how to make it better. So, yeah. Um, what else do you want, Jack? Well, I want to do this too. The chin. I have the gold. The cool sculpting there. Yeah, it's. Am I a good candidate? I'd actually have to. I'd have to feel that area. But if you feel like you can pinch a little bit of fat in that area, and you feel like it's okay, so it's. I mean, we can go together. <laughs> I already have my appointment, so damn it, I'm going to be busy. Fine, I'll do it with Is my there nothing else you want? Like, you guys are so boring. I mean, I don't know. I'd want. I mean, to I do wanted a, a million things. Job, yeah. And I'd want to when I, what, do this. I understand Joan Rivers because when I get to a certain age, I'm going to go crazy. I'll go buck wild. Because I'm not going to care. I'm going to want to be like a little bit like a cat lady. Yeah, Because I, I think older, that that I... sounds fun. Well, Dr. Schwartz, <laughs> let's have more fun. I, I was, was going to say that. that we'll, we will find a plastic surgeon that will probably do that for it. Probably <laughs> not won't be you. me. Not yeah. going to be you. Damn it. Actually, could, could we go back? So um, one thing that you were pointing out was your nasal labial folds. Yeah, these so, guys. One thing that we've changed and that we used to do, what we used to do a lot of when fillers first came out was inject those directly to kind of fill People that area. Crazy. Like a Jupiter. Yeah. yeah. Right? Exactly. Now, I rarely ever do that. What we what do, do nowadays is actually you inject above. You actually want to refill your cheeks and kind of lift things up a little bit and it makes it more sun. It kind of redoes everything. Oh, wait. When I was getting Botox, he was talking about putting the Jupiter or whatever in yeah. some sort of a sunken something over here. Exactly. So what, that's what happens. So if you can feel your cheekbone on your side here, that's called your zygoma as that comes more is touching Jack's face. as it work towards your eye, yeah. So what happens is a lot of people, if you don't have any bony structure there, people really get sunken in in this area. But so I, ha- I have the bone. I feel like I have high cheekbones and a lot of fat on it. But he was saying that there's some, it's starting like, to fall. Yeah, but you yeah. can see as you come more towards your, between your nose and your cheekbone, that's sort of the area that really Here? starts to fall. yeah. And you can feel if you're on the cheekbone, they feel the little the indentation there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then that bone. helps with the the labial. Fold? Yeah, exactly. Because you're, you're word. The na- nasal nasal labial folds. Yeah. <laughs> Right. What the heck with my labia? Sounds like a <laughs> no matter what we talk about. Oh my god! Like okay, like let's move over to my face. So I don't think I told you this, but everyone's been really bothering me for the last couple of years, saying that I had a lot of facial surgeries, um, and I have come up with, with the hashtag "It's just my face." So here's what I want to fix. I my eyebrows are drooping because I'm th- so. What do I have to do? Okay. And also, I have really tiny eyes, so I think that if I lifted up my eyebrows, would I a look crazy or b look like I have bigger eyes? <laughs> Next, obviously, we're taking care of my under chin thing, mm-hmm. which I hate. I also hate that when I smile, she becomes five because my lips go away. Yeah. See that, mm-hmm. Dr. Schwartz? See, he sees all my things. I also feel like. I feel like my face looks like a block of cheese. Like, it's not very feminine. Like, I feel when I see a picture of, like, Heidi Klum, her face is very feminine and very beautiful. And when I look at my face, it's like a rectangle of hell. That's so also I'm, your facial structure. I think structure. that that might go along the lines of, like, a therapist. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I was actually going to say, so do you, like, because you because you do this on air, and yeah. like radio, so do you guys have to come, you have to come up with, like, really explicit ways to describe yourself, because I would not look at you and describe you as a block of cheese. I will I, say this, I always thought I was very pretty until I started working on television. Everyone did. Television. Thank they, God I never have. No, uh, of yourself. Right. I Yeah, for sure. I was like, oh, I'm really cute. Even mm-hmm. in, in these bad pictures of me in my early 20s, I'm like, I I'd never thought I was ugly like no, I was. Yeah. And then you get on TV and you're like, oh my God, my face looks like a block of cheddar. Okay, so let's talk about the eyebrows. What can we do? Okay, so the first thing is one of those things was right. And you can actually put a little bit of Botox on the sides here where the, what's called the crow's feet. And what that will do is the the muscle that goes around your eye, that closes your eye, actually pulls your eyebrow down. So if you put a little bit of Botox here, it should bring your eyebrows up a little bit. That's one thing. Okay. Second thing, though, which actually I like doing even more nowadays, again, back to that, is the radio frequency treatment, the thermi treatment. It ger- generates heat and actually will give you skin tightening. And we see people that are twice your age that will literally raise their eyebrows up and hold oh, them there. It's cool. really cool. Do you cool. think I need my eyebrows raised? Here, get in here. Touch them. 
Dr. Schwartz is now looking at my eyebrow. Do you think I need to raise Dr. Schwartz? Because I will. I'll admit it on air. You're, you're, you're a little bit low. Not too bad, a but little a little bit, bit low. low. Little We're bit doing low. it. We have a <laughs> See you next week. I'm glad that my headphones are off right now. Okay. Because you just screamed. Scream, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was low. Okay. And then we're going to do my neck. What do you do about your block of cheese head? So I, I think. Do I what, need a filler? So, okay. So when you describe block of cheese, I think tell that's me. your skull. Egg. And I think that if, by saying, do I need a filler, it goes against you completely like defending your non filled face. I know, but I don't have it. You so. don't need it, which is why people are so, telling you that you have it. Dr. Schwartz getting it again. So I, I think he I gave think me like a whisper I, with his fingers. I, I, I think what you're, I think the difference when, you, when you're talking about Heidi Klum or, or, or someone like that is, is you're looking at people that really do have striking cheekbones, high cheekbones, but also again really have fullness sort of even above yeah. there. So I, I think that's probably for you. You're thin, like you have a really. really th- I would describe it in the pocket. You have a thin face, but it's your cheekbones aren't really defined versus like versus the rest of your of your cheeks. So, and that's kind of where you want to see a little bit of you know. So, would you do Juvederm in our cheeks? I probably would. Yeah, the Juvederm or the rest of them stuff. Yeah, my friend yeah. did that. But it's not she in the cheeks so much for her as it is yeah, if, you, if you if you if you look laterally here and yeah. really try to define lateral on the sides here, like you know, a real incision kind of br- open that that area for. It. It's really nice to do. We've learned so much about ourselves. Do you think? Do you feel like you learned something today, Becca? I learned many things. Did you feel like yeah, you learned? Mostly like about my vagina. Um, Dr. Schwartz, thank you so much for coming. You guys, you can follow Dr. Jamie Schwartz on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also check out the Beverly Hills Body Institute. It's who I trust with my awesome double chin. And you could probably trust him too. Um, Jamie Schwartz, Dr. Jamie Schwartz on Instagram. And while you're at it, head on over to our Instagram at the Lady Gang, at Jack Vanek, at It's Becca Tobin, at Kelty Knight. Follow us on um, all the socials. Go over to our website, theladygang.com. Sign up for our newsletter and listen to the latest episode. And if you like this episode and you learned a lot, share it with your friends because this is some low-key coffee talk that um, your friends want to know and you, you know, all the information. And I will report on my cool sculpting double chin as soon as it's done. Am I say like, what? See you next Tuesday. Yay! Join the Lady Gang every Tuesday at iTunes and at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, Lady Gang. Guess what? March is Women's History Month. That's right. Right now, you can join Macy's and Girls, Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during the month of March. That's right. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls, Inc. or round up your purchase. This is awesome, folks. If you have a lady in your life of any age, you want them to have all the opportunities for success and happiness, right? Be the change you want to see in the world. Plus, you can shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. Again, that's Macy's.com slash purpose and happy Women's History Month. You go, girl.